Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Actually, it's bonus scoop time, which means Olgad, our guy Doogie from Scoop Fame, and of course, also downstairs at Hubbard at Channel 5 Eyewitness News Sports, and executive producing as always, Declan Goff. Good afternoon, Doogie. What's going on? Hello, Judd. Uh, I was hoping this was the official confirmation of the Everson Griffin deal, but no, this is a different text message, which I will get to at a later point. But Mike Zimmer, about two minutes ago, literally two minutes ago, Judd, alluding to the collective media. I know for us, Joe Schmidt is there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have any representation there. It doesn't matter. It's streamed everywhere. Anyway, Mike Zimmer talked about Everson Griffin being a situational player for the Vikings. So he alluded to the fact that it's pretty much a done deal. Now, as of this morning, they were still negotiating some of the terms as you can imagine some of the language in the contract in terms of of finances whether he dresses for a game there's still some things to hash out in that regard but I'm not shocked by this just based on what I said last week that in the workout Judd I'm told Everson Griffin looked quote explosive now I get it that there's a lot more to figure out than just where he's at physically You have to figure out the mental side of things. But he looked in phenomenal shape. You can make a case this team needs a situational pass rusher on the outside. So it all adds up. And seemingly, whether it's 115 this afternoon or tomorrow, Everson Griffin should be on the practice field. Yes. And I think that the idea there is probably sound. My observation of the current Vikings defensive end battle, and and it's been uh, so – Hunter has yet to play, and, you know, if he's fine, he's fine, which is great. Uh, my current observation is Weatherly and Wanham lack what, what you just – the word that you just used, Dukes, which is explosiveness. Like, I think they can both play, and I think they can both be rotation guys. And, you know, for the namesake, they could start. But I don't think they have the explosiveness off that, that right edge that if Griffin is healthy and playing well, he can bring. So this actually does make sense. And keep in mind, too, going back to the start of the free agent period in March, we talked about this. The Vikings went, you know, big game hunting on a couple of right ends who would have been very good and didn't get them. And so they really didn't get a chance to address that. So in Zim's world, I actually think that this move makes perfect sense from a personnel standpoint. Yeah, I'm actually surprised it took this long. Like we saw Ingram come off the board. He looks pretty good 
in Steelers camp. We saw some other guys come off the board. Ryan Kerrigan, who they kicked the tires on. So, yeah, based on them going pretty hard after Carl Lawson, them going pretty hard after Trey Hendrickson, who they will see week one in Cincinnati. Yeah, zero surprise. When they brought in Stephen Weatherly, Judd, the idea always was that he would be a situational guy. Yes. He did not play well last year for Carolina. Let's not forget Carolina, who can use a guy like Weatherly. It's not like Carolina has all these pass rushers. They could have used Weatherly. They signed him to a multi-year deal for a reason, but he did not live up to expectations last year. They make the move. They cut Stephen Weatherly. He comes in here on a pretty minimal one-year deal. Yeah, there's some incentives based on sacks. If he gets upwards of seven sacks, he'll make pretty good money, but he has to hit that threshold, those thresholds. DJ Wanham coming off an okay rookie year, but still many question marks. We know how much this year is an all-in year for Zim, for so many other people in Egan, Mm -hmm. that, yeah, bringing in a veteran pass rusher that can help third and seven, third and long. You're not going to ask Everson to come in on first and second down very often to stop the run. You just want him to go get the quarterback. He did a pretty good job, all things considered, last year, Dallas and Detroit doing that. If he's in good shape, I get it. Yeah, I just, again, like, Jed, I'm surprised it took this long. I guess I would have guessed a move like this would have taken place weeks ago. The fact that he tweeted it back in January that Kirk Cousins was ass and then deleted it probably made him not the first choice. Like, that's my guess. Well, like I think that's a like, fair guess. Yeah, Let's explore think, different yeah. guys. Okay, we'll take him back. So yeah. I would guess if, if he hadn't tweeted that Kirk Cousins was ass and then deleted it and apologized, that he might have been brought back in July. Uh, the, the, the one thing, though, where this is a intriguing move is uh, by signing him now, if he's there through opening day, his salary for 2021 becomes guaranteed. So, like, this is an investment – and this goes to, to, to the cap and Dukes. So in the postgame on Saturday night, Zimmer was asked about the backup QB because it's just quite clear that Jake Browning can't be the backup. Like, he's just not good enough. Uh, and Mike ver- Mike opened up a little bit and said, yeah, we have to keep um, our finances in mind. And my guess is what he was talking about is the potential cap implications of a signing like this, along with a potential deferring some of the potential new uh, contracts for O'Neill and or Harrison Smith or both onto the 2021 cap. So while the Vikings appear to have a decent amount of room, I think the reality is it's being allocated probably for different people. And we're seeing that start to happen. 100% you're spot on Judd. I also wonder about the backup quarterback position. Could they invest some money in a backup quarterback come August 31st, late at night, or September 1st after those final roster cuts. Yeah, I mean, I went back and forth. I think with you, Judd, others on Twitter the last few days that I was led to believe we would find out this week on Griffin one way or another that that guaranteed salary nugget you just passed along wasn't real relevant. But I will tell you this much. Yeah, like it sounds like a deal is going to get done, but that's part of the negotiation. I think – yeah, that's something to keep an eye on, especially when you're talking about a situational guy. You mm-hmm. know, are the Vikings really all in on guaranteeing his salary for this year? That's still, put it this way, Judd, that's still something worth keeping an eye on here the next, you know, handful of hours. Interesting. What is your um, 
your thought process and or what you have heard about backup QB? Because Jake Browning has now played two games, and God bless him. You know, practice squad for two years. He works hard. I get all of that, Doogie. But in in those two games, he hasn't shown me a thing that he can actually, if Kirk goes down or gets quarantined again, can step in. Have have you heard um, if they are at least preparing to try and find a backup? Because my guess is they're not going to cut Mond. He stays, but he should be the third guy. And I don't, I don't think that they would tempt fate by playing Mond. I agree. Yeah, I think they at least have talked about it internally, Judd. I don't think they've made uh, – maybe they have. I, I just don't have the sense that they've made phone calls, but it's absolutely a topic that has come up internally. I mean, even Zim said today that he thought the offensive line did a pretty good job protection-wise. That guys, the quarterbacks, were, were skittish in the pocket. Yep. Now, the beauty of Cousins, but it's a different animal this year with, with COVID, but that he's incredibly durable. Like, when's the last time Kirk Cousins, you know, not for resting purposes, but that that he couldn't play? I mean, it's been many, many years. So he's been able to stop, but it's what we're seeing right now with Cam Newton, right? Like, Cam Newton is out now for five days, right, because of close contact. We don't know if he's positive or not, but that's the sticky wicket, right? Like, the Vikings have so many guys that are not vaccinated. And when I say that, I'm talking guys that are locks for the 53-man yeah. roster. Yeah, there are some borderline guys where it just it's a weird hill for, for guys to die on, in my opinion. Like, your professional livelihood is at stake. Like, think about all the things over the years that you've probably put into your body to build the body you currently have. And this is where you're taking a stand, the vaccine. Right. Oh, by the way, if you end up in the hospital, God forbid, they will treat you with drugs that are also under emergency authorization. But now we have the news today, Pfizer, that vaccine is now fully authorized. It's no longer under emergency authorization. Dr. Michael Osterholm of the University of Minnesota, epidemiologist, you know, world-renowned. He was in there this morning talking to the team. It remains to be seen if, if he convinced any guys to change their minds. Judd, there's no way, though, they will get to 100%. Like, we had heard some steam a couple weeks ago that there's at least one, maybe a, a couple guys that would retire, that would walk away before being forced to get the vaccine. Yep. I don't think that has changed. I really don't. Wow. Yeah, and I've, I've been told, too, that it's not just the guys that, that we've seen with uh, masks on the sidelines, that there are a few very important backup players as well who obviously have been playing in the exhibition games who aren't vaxxed, too, and we don't know that. So, yeah, it's uh, it sounds like – this goes well beyond Kirk. And I mean, Kirk don't, you know, if Kirk has to sit out, that's a big deal, but it's not just, Oh man, it, it's all Kirk and it's all Kirk's fault. It sounds like it goes well beyond that. And that there's enough guys that they're concerned about where I think what, what they did today was figuratively football wise, take a hail Mary shot at perhaps somebody will hear this and think, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you have Alan page come in, you have Dr. Alan Sills, you know, at least virtually talk. Like, I don't know if Dr. Osterholm can really change the minds of of guys, but why not? Uh, there's no negative in bringing him in for 30 minutes this morning to address the team. But, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of guys, they have their stance, and you're really not changing their minds. But you're right about the backups. I mean, I'm aware of a safety that has a chance to make the team, a defensive lineman that has a chance to make the yep. team, a quarterback that has a chance to make the team a wide receiver that maybe is more practice squad, but 
he's a guy that they're intrigued by. So, yeah, it's not just the main names that are out there, the Feelings, the Smiths, the Cousins, some of the defensive linemen that, that the names are out there, the running backs. It's, it's some other guys as well. So position battle-wise, um, I, I like what this team has done defensively. Breland, in the first couple series he played on Saturday, I thought was fantastic. I, I think if Patrick Peterson can rebound just a bit, they're going to be far better in the secondary in a corner than they were. But here's an interesting one to keep an, an eye on. Um, and Zimmer confirmed this pretty much after the game Saturday. Chris Boyd, a seventh-round pick in 2019, who I consider to be sort of just a guy. I mean, he's okay, but he's not great. Chris Boyd has moved ahead of 2020 third-round pick Cam Dantzler on the depth chart. And Cam Dantzler played pretty deep into the second half of preseason game two, which is fairly damning. Chip Scoggins said to me after the first preseason game that he thought Dantzler's roster spot might be in trouble. And I'm like, I don't think so, Chip. Gladney's gone, and if Dantzler's gone too, that's a huge hit because that's a first and third-round pick. But they clearly aren't happy there. And I don't know if Dantzler has not embraced the chance that that he was going to, you know, compete big time for a job and probably not get it. I don't know what his mindset is, but I find it very intriguing that we are now on another high 2020 cornerback draft pick who, um, let's just say, I think they're discouraged about what they've seen from him. Certainly discouraged. Now, the difference between him and Gladney is I think if they want to trade Cam Dantzler, they make a trade. I mean, they can even... You know, if they're looking for for a backup linebacker, safety, offensive lineman, whatever it might be, you might be able to make a one-for-one type trade or get a future draft pick, that that there is enough trade value there. I don't know why the heck he has fallen off Judd. I mean, he changed representation in the offseason, but changing agents I don't think has anything to do with his performance on the field. But, yeah, I mean, it was pretty clear listening to Zim postgame on Saturday that that Dantzler has been relegated to the third team. He is now a third teamer. Yeah. is a hard one to fathom when he was starting all those games and actually played relatively well in different spurts last year. The pass rush was non-existent, so he had to cover guys for that much longer. But yep. I think for the most part, for a rookie year with no OTAs, no minicamp, I thought Dancer was was fairly productive last year. But yeah, that's definitely a situation to keep an eye on. Put it this way, Judd, I think they are going to be really, really active here on the roster front the next couple weeks. Hey, kids, how's the water? It's full of weeds. I can't move my legs. Uh, your arms are free, right? Yeah. yeah. Wave them around. It's fun. you kidding me? This can't be happening. This is Jamie from the Aquaside Company. Clear your water completely. Destroy weeds, algae, and the muck that's preventing you from enjoying your waterfront property. We know your time in the water is precious. We're the Aquaside Company. Call 800-328-9350 or visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. Like August 31st is going to be fascinating to me as they get down to 53, as they scour the waiver wire, they continue to work on extensions. You mentioned O'Neal, Smith, just a lot going on on the roster front. Wolves scoops. What you got for us this week? Well, I was told that we should have a name this week for that third assistant job. So Joseph Blair leaves, gets the promotion, goes from number three to number two assistant guy with the Washington Wizards. So the Wolves have this opening. Now, Blair was supposed to be the Wolves' defensive coordinator. So it'll be interesting to see if the guy they bring in has some defensive coaching chops. But I was told that Chris Finch is not married to the idea of bringing in a guy specifically that's a defensive coach, that they can spread those responsibilities across the board. But nonetheless, we should have a name this week. Negotiations with restricted free agents, Jared Vanderbilt, Jordan McLaughlin, 
are ongoing. Even after the Patrick Beverly trade, there was a conversation with the McLaughlin camp. The Wolves have said, hey, we have an interest in bringing you back. But if you look at their at their salary sheet, Judd, so Bomaro is going to sign. He's in town. It's when, not if. So he's going to sign. So you factor in his rookie-scale contract, they will be just below $7 million below the luxury tax line. Well, you figure Jared Vanderbilt's in that, you know, five-ish million dollar range. That pretty much leaves the minimum salary Mm -hmm. to bring in a 14th player. Would Jordan McLaughlin come back for the minimum? That is the question. I know there are teams that like Jordan McLaughlin, Indiana, Portland. In the past, the LA Clippers were fans of his services. But, like, those teams either need to clear roster space or need to clear salary themselves. I mean, that's the issue right now. Now, the Wolves could always clear more money. Like, you could trade Jake Lehman by attaching, like, a second-round pick. You could trade Jake Lehman to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, Oklahoma City is sitting on all this. They keep accumulating all these draft pick assets. If you wanted to, you could make a move like that, but you need to attach a sweetener. Is that worth it when a guy like Lehman can probably help you? Do you really move a guy like Jake Lehman who can, for the most part, play multiple positions, guard at least multiple positions? Do you really move a guy like that? and attach a draft pick just so you can pay Jordan McLaughlin a little bit more money. Like that to me doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense. I continue to be asked about Paul Millsap, you know, are the wolves interested in Paul Millsap signs point to him ending up on a contender that he's in no rush that he'll sign eventually, but I don't think anything is imminent, but you know, whether it's golden state, Brooklyn, a team like that, that it's more likely he ends up with a team that has a chance to really make a serious run versus ending up here. But have the Wolves had a conversation with Millsap's agent? They have, but it's not a conversation that has gotten off the ground. There was an interesting report, Cleveland playing dealer over the weekend about the Cavs, maybe now renewing interest in moving forward Larry Nance Jr. That's a forward the Wolves had interest in going back to last November. Now I'm told pre-draft, heading into the draft in late July, free agency, the start of free agency in early August, the Wolves did not renew those trade talks, but that's an interesting name. If he's, if he's truly available now, I know JB Bickerstaff, the former gopher, the head coach in Cleveland loves Larry Nance jr. But if he's available, that seemingly would be a name that Gerson is eventually going to call again on. It's just, it's hard though, Judd. It's really hard when talking even Larry Nance jr. But certainly to find a logical trade match. Like the Cavs are not interested in Josh Okogi. They're not interested in Jake Lehman. So how do you make, a trade work. It's really, really hard. All right, Diggs, let's wrap rapid fire scoops. Well, I had a lengthy conversation late last week with Derek Falvey. It was actually Thursday heading into what seemingly was an inevitable sweep in New York. So he was actually in a good mood Thursday morning coming off those four consecutive series wins and you end up beating Tampa and the White Sox and the Astros. So he was in a good mood. It would have been interesting to talk to him late Saturday after three consecutive losses once again to the New York Yankees. Uh, They're going to make some roster moves here. The rosters can expand here next week from 26 to 28. Now, if they add Joe Ryan and Jose Miranda, uh, both guys, certainly Miranda, and I'm pretty sure Ryan hasn't been added to the 40-man. I haven't looked at the 40-man in recent weeks, Joe, but I'm pretty sure both guys have to be added to the 40-man. But if you look at the 40-man roster, it's not real hard for the Twins to create room for those guys. I was told likely Joe Ryan... One more, maybe two more starts at AAA, but then we should see Joe Ryan up with the Twins at some point this year. I know Declan was at the ballpark, CHS Field, on Friday. Joe Ryan looked 
really, really good in his Saints debut. Jose Miranda has done everything. Paul Molitor, by the way, has worked with Jose Miranda just on some of the little intricacies, base running, just situational baseball, some things mentally to be aware of. But the bat plays. He can play first base, second base, third base. He's even played four games in left field this year. So it's not like left field is foreign territory for Jose Miranda. So we should see Jose Miranda up sometime in September. Awesome stuff, sir. We will talk to you Thursday, okay, with more scoops. Absolutely. And Gophers men's basketball, they will welcome in the coming days another recruit for a visit. His name is Joshua Ola Joseph, another 2022 kid from Osseo. I think they can get this kid. They just got uh, Pharrell Payne over the weekend, the kid from Park in Cottage Grove. They got Braden Carrington earlier this month, the kid from Park Center. I think they can add a third local commit from the 2022 class in the coming days. Thank you, sir. Talk to you. Okay, see ya. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.